Hey guys, this is Summer. And this is Maddie. Welcome to our safe space to vent, cry, and spill the tea. We're the military spouses that spill the fun on motherhood, deployment, overseas life, and more. This is our unfiltered world that we call day-to-day life. Buckle Buckle up, up, bitches. Welcome back to Summer and Mad Dog. We're just going to change the day to Saturdays that we post because Fridays do not work for us. We're going to change the day of whenever we post. It It'll be different. It might not weekly. be Saturday. It might not be Friday. So this is how we began all of our podcasts now because we can't stay on schedule. But we just watched a, um interesting documentary the other day. Um, what was it called? The... Uh, um, oh, uh, something Maya. What is it? Oh, I knew I shouldn't have asked us. Call, uh, Keep can't. Take Care Maya, yeah. right? Take Care Maya on Netflix. Guys, did you even finish it? I finished it today. I did. I finished it this morning. That, it got, I, I had think. to shut it off yesterday. I could not finish it once. Her mom committed suicide. Oh, yeah. So, spoilers, obviously, if you haven't oh. seen it. Oops. it's it's uh, That's a heavy spoiler right there. So, essentially, it's about, if you haven't seen it, it's, like, number two on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. It's essentially, like, about the system, especially here in Florida, was, like, the highlight of it, doing the opposite. You always hear about, you know, kids not getting, what is it? You explain it. It's pretty much about... A daughter who mom and dad took her in for having I forget the disease but mom and dad took her in to get diagnosed because she was sick she couldn't walk she couldn't do anything she was losing everything and they thought it was child abuse medical child abuse yeah, yeah because they had to like this doctor prescribed dad this like pain medicine but was not the right dose and so which is scary part is this all happened at the hospital where my family is from. Which and is insane. Yeah. Because, like, this was to the point where they they didn't give anybody a warning. They walked in and was like, um, okay, by the way, the, the government now has control of your daughter. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to visit her or see her or anything. The daughter didn't get to say goodbye to her mom and dad. It was just, like, one day they were there. The next day they weren't allowed to see her, and she had a caseworker. Yeah. And it was just so messy. It, I think, even today, uh, it's, the trial is not even. It's until not even September resolved. Eleventh of two thousand twenty-three. And then it's going to get probably pushed again because it's already been pushed like four times or three times. But it's sad that the mom literally had to go commit suicide so, just to have her daughter get out of that hospital. And, and I have a theory on that. Like as moms, so they were trying to pin this whole thing on the mom saying the mom was causing her to get sick the mom was making her making this disease making her daughter deteriorate like this and the dad was just blind to it all so they were telling the dad well if you keep her away from the mom maybe you could take her home and he went home and he told his wife like hey so i just need you to be good because i need you to keep your mouth shut because she was a very pronounced person you know trying to stand up for her child yeah and um, she was like, okay, so if I'm not here, you get she gets the treatment she needs. And so she decided to take her own life. And that right there was like, oh, like a stab in the gut. It was so devastating. Which is, I don't know if I could take my life 
because and she has another son yeah, too. Because I do have like other kids, and eventually, you're gonna get your daughter back eventually. Like right, and shortly she's to keep pushing. And he what? She came home like a week later. Yeah, because they were allowed to get a like a third opinion on it, and they're like, oh, yep, this is definitely it. Sorry, my like, bad. If she it would had, have just waited, it had nothing to do with her committing suicide for her to come yeah. home. Like, that was nothing to do with it. That was just more heartache. But I was reading, like, more about it, and the trial keeps getting pushed back. I mean, and these people, these people just want to be closures. Well, imagine how broke they are right now. So, Austin and I have a theory that it's obviously a large hospital. They're probably just trying to, like, push it out and make them run out of money before they can even... They already are in debt from paying all these medical bills because yeah, they also... True. It said in the documentary that they also have been paying for this disease and for her treatment. Nope. But that hospital said she didn't have that disease and treatment. And so she they, wasn't receiving that treatment, for it, but, but they were paying for it. it. And so they have a big lawsuit, and they're going to be millionaires once. But that doesn't get their mom back. I mean, this poor good daughter. Oh, you can see just all the trauma. Daily, wanting her mom back, and she probably feels some type of way that this she killed her mom. Oh, I bet. If she didn't get sick, her mom would still be living she has a, She even stated that she has a fear of hospitals and doctors now. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I was listening to another story that they brought up. Like, the mom that brought her daughter to the doctor to be checked out because she was concerned that her daughter was getting all of these new bruises. And then they're like, oh, well, the dad must be abusing this child, so he has to go to jail. Yeah. And it wasn't the case. She had a medical disorder that made bruising like very easy and it all came back to that one person i'm sure she's like sleeping at night and being like if i didn't cry in pain that night i would have never went to the hospital and none of this would have happened i would blame myself if i was in her shoes yeah it's definitely kind of sad yeah well on another note we did not mean to i just found that very interesting part of our week definitely so watch it i don't know if you should watch it because i mean it's one, I was very upset that it didn't have any conclusion. So, like, now I feel heartbroken with these people even more because they never got that closure. But it's still, it, it's intriguing because you don't realize how messed up the system is until you you see something like that. And that is so, like, it's so bad. There'll probably be a part two out or, like, it's going to be all over the news when the trial oh, I comes hope so. around. Hopefully, this exposure of the... What are we in? July? Yeah, June. June. July, August. So, like, two more months, two and a half more months until the trial comes around. You know, I wonder if they were thinking if we do this um, documentary, if that exposure will help enhance the case to the point where they could um, get more attention to it and put more pressure on it to uh, maybe get their trial to actually go through this time. Probably. Oh, what else? Anything fun you do this week? Did you do anything fun this week? We had the Freedom Fest. wasn't entirely that fun for me. You also didn't go to it. Exactly. And then my kids stayed up too late to watch the fireworks. And then we had a rough day. A lot of fun. I got super sick on that stupid spinny thing. Yeah, I did not go on that for that reason. I I didn't think think it was going to be that bad. We saw how fast. I mean, I didn't she think gets it was going sick, fast so I was a little nervous until that. I was in there. Yeah. But you guys got lucky. The dude literally wouldn't let our kids ride unless we rode with them. Yeah. He was chill. He was like, they can ride It was alone. a different guy. Care. Yeah. 
they probably and then putting my big old butt up there and austin had to ride with beckett and i was just like and the food trucks were good food trucks were good we got some um the gelato one the italian ice oh so suspicious so i paid seven dollars for like a scoop it was ridiculous did you get the i thought you i saw you guys at the shaved ice truck riley got uh kona ice i don't like kona ice the Italian, uh, Italian ice. ice, and then yeah, I paid like I eight. also got um we got the medium Kansas City wings, dude. Their food truck, mm. I craving them right now. I want to go find their food truck in Fort Walton tomorrow. Is that good? Was it like yeah. spicy wings or? I like, got buffalo. Their buffalo sauce. Mm. Ooh, but it's like house but made. I didn't feed the kids anything because they wanted pizza for Pizza Friday. <laughs> Did y'all have pizza that? No. No, we got back too late. We ended up having Chick-fil-A. I didn't get in here until like 7.30. Dang. It was late. We ran some so errands. We had pizza today. Let's see. What else? Um, did our kids have VBS this week or was that? Yeah. Yep. So that was fun for them. It was yeah. fun for me. <laughs> One was it? in the morning. I felt like it was more stressful for you just the driving to and from. Well, yeah, but. Because it was throwing off your made schedule. made me realize how much I miss Riley going to school. Yeah, it made I me excited. Wait. I cannot freaking wait for school to be back in session. I like that routine. Yeah. Like, I feel like my summer is just not a routine. I just do whatever I feel like it. Which is taxing. So, let's go ahead and jump right into our subject today, so we're not on here for as long as our last episode, which ended up being extra long, because yeah. we like to talk. Friendships. Friendships, and then, I feel like this can go, like, either friendships in the military, or that's just what we really know, or maybe even just, like, friendships in general, because I have experienced, like, friendships outside the military, like, during high school and college. That's about it, though, for me. And I'm assuming you had, like, friend groups prior to this lifestyle. He didn't join the military until we were over 21. So we had, like, and we had kids before he joined the military. Well, a kid. And we were married and had our own family. So we experienced, like, both. Like, we know what it's like without military and having a family, kids, and all that. And we also know what it's like being in the military and... Honestly, my friends outside of the military, way better. I hate to say it. I mean, they're way more, it's hard to say it, but they're like way more committed to your friendship. And maybe it's because they've been tested more. Um, I've got one very, very good friend that's been there through it all. And granted, I've had probably one, two, three, four, five five different friend groups and maybe five and a half because one I was in and out of right before we PCS'd um, friend groups in just the six years that we've been in the military. Like just that many and it's not necessarily always been because we up and moved. Cause See I never joined like friend groups ever. I've always just had like like my friends in the military I have friends that don't live on base who are honestly amazing because you get the distance away from them, but then you Oh, also, I didn't think about that being a huge factor in like, it. I feel like living on base is just you don't get away from these people, I swear. No, there's no, there like, is no distance everywhere. because we go to the pool. 
we're all there. We walk, we drive down the road. We drive past everybody's house on the way out. Like, I saw you leaving earlier today, and I was like, oh, where is she going? And I was like, it's none of my damn business. When? I don't know. I was... It was before I went to the beach, so yeah, oh, I was I packing lunch or something. But I was just like, why does it matter? You like, probably it's... looked at my location and was like, hmm, where is she going? I did. <laughs> I saw you were at the car wash. <laughs> I didn't go to the car wash. Oh, it said you were at uh, the car wash. I did that after you. I did that at like 5 p.m. Huh. Maybe that's when I saw you leave. Probably. I left late, too. I went to the car wash. I went all the way Cause that's the about Because that's about when I got back. Yeah, I went out to Navarre and had to drop off the cooler and bounce house and crap and then went to the oh. car wash. See, but that's what I mean, though. Like, you're right, that separation is hard because as much as, like, I know it's none of my business what you're doing, I can't help but cu- be curious it's, when you're when you're leaving. It's because I can't help but see it. Seeing, like, my friends off base, I mean, we go, like, three or four days without even hearing from each other, but, like, we reconnect great. But then the friends, like, I've never had friend groups, like... My two friends in Navarre, one of them, my husband, works with her husband. At, oh, wait, both of them are both fire spouses. They are, one was prior military, so, like, she understands. Um, I really prefer my friends living off base and then living on base. I never had, is her mic not working? I don't know. I never really had, um... Oh, no, you got me all confused now. I'm sorry. I think it's working now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're just going to keep going with it. This is our our life. That was weird. Well, they might near us half of it, but, you know. Um, Yeah. I never really had... um, Like, I don't really have friend groups. Like, I hang out with the firehouse spouses, but we're all, like, very separately. Like, there's groups of two at the firehouse. And then on base, like, it was just me and my good friend, just us two, and then we started adding people into it, and that's when it got messy. So I feel like groups just never go well. They just don't. I mean, I I, I agree. Um, Typically, like, I have one to two good friends that I consider family, and then the rest is, like, a group of people that we hang out with on... um, like holidays and occasions like that when we can't be with our immediate family but I will say like I have been through big life changes and during our journey um we had our first kid after being in the military for a year so like we had we had a really great friend group in Texas that moved with us to Hawaii and so but like they were what I grew up with almost by having my first child with. And then we all started, we separated because of PCSing. And then I had another really good group after like those people started to leave because we were one of the last ones to leave. And like it, it, it didn't end on bad terms. I feel like it was just that that chapter was closed of being overseas and needing each other to that extent. And there was zero hard feelings. We all tried to keep up, went on our ways, but there was no like bad blood. But I feel like, I'm not gonna lie, this is the first base I've been to that feels like it has like weird drama and tension and everybody knows Mm -hmm. everything about, like you'll be at the park and 
Like, I'll be like, oh, I wonder who that is. And the person next to me is like, oh, she lives on this street. She it's has also this a one. Small base. And her husband is gone. And da 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 da. Her kids go to this school. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, everybody knows everything. And I'm guilty of it, too. Like, I just told you, um, my house faces the back of the neighborhood. I see everything. And as much as I don't want to be that nosy person, I can't help it. Like, my, I keep my windows open because I like the light. And from there, you just can't help it. Yeah. We also live on a small, small base. And, like, yeah. your first base, like, actual base was overseas it was a joint base too so it was and like whenever you're overseas that's all you guys have is each other and even here i mean friendships turn into family here when it's all you have you start spending holidays with them and your kids look at them like their cousins yeah because they don't get to play with their cousins and or some of them consider them as their brothers and sisters if they don't have any and i'm just saying colton does call the boys bubba (laughs) and it's really cute and i'm not going to correct him i'm sorry today he uh he's just now like understanding that riley's his sister and like today i was on the phone with facetime with carter and he saw that i was talking to carter and he ran into the stairs riley was still sleeping he yells up the stairs riley I was like, Riley, daddy is, daddy will call her later. Let Riley sleep. Riley, I like, can hear it. I already know. He knew he had to go and tell her that, like, dad's on the phone. It was really cute. He's that just sweet. He's getting older, but, like, I don't want him to grow up because now he's going to understand friendships again. And I already have one kid that I have to, like, sit here and. And you have to baby your, your kids and protect them from mm-hmm. other um, friendships because it's very common like friend hopping I feel like is a really big thing in military communities and it could be outside too and I just don't have that experience See, as I don't much. have that experience like not being military and honestly it could come down to our military lifestyle resorts in a bunch of change and maybe the people in this lifestyle like the change to a point where yeah. it involves hopping to new friendships that meet your needs at the time um, I did read this thing. I was like, how do you know they're a friend hopper? And it's like, well, when they need you, they literally hop away. And when you need, oh, well, no, no. When they need you, they hop to you. And when you need them, they hop away to someone else. And I will say the first time Carter ever deployed, I learned who my true friends were because there was only two of them that stuck around. One of them, my husband was deployed with her husband and the other one my best friend who I've met through the military she did everything for us but you can definitely tell who are your true friends when your spouses leave and yeah I dropped a lot of people that first time around and now even this time the same people who I didn't help me the first deployment now we're on the second deployment those people are still not helping when I've helped them out a thousand times yeah and so it just kind of shows you who your really true friends are and like, I don't know. I kind of recommend letting, like, I don't know. If you can do a deployment, I always recommend spouses to take a deployment because you really find out your true friends. You find out who you really are without, like, without having support. And I think, like, I don't also know. Also, adding to the deployment, like, if you can, just go ahead and do one in your career. Carter said something to you in a letter after he left and it was just like 
how this deployment is going to make you guys so much stronger and it's literally you start the honeymoon stage all over again and And i I tell people do that like it sucks you don't it it sucks it sucks in the meantime but like it's difficult right when they get home too for a little bit like yeah transition phase but that hug when they get home you You reconnect you learn who you are without because you sometimes when you have kids taking each other for granted yeah when you have kids you kind of forget who you guys were before kids but with them being deployed you remember that and you reconnect again you start that honeymoon stage again and it's it really bonds you but it's not just like him being gone it's I mean I've met some amazing friends and realized who are my good friends and who are not my good friends just from him being deployed and (laughs) so back to the the friend hopping I I'm not gonna lie I think I've been guilty of this too of being that friend hopper because necessarily it's like finding a friend group that serves you in a good way if that makes sense like not to the point where either you're being drugged down by like just negativity or or just doing things that you aren't comfortable with and um I don't know and I feel like I did hop away but and those people were so kind and loving to me. I'm not talking about something. Oh. I'm talking about <laughs> other things. Well, like when we were in Crestview even. Like met some of the nicest, sweetest people. And But sadly, like when we moved, we moved. It was part of it. It was time to let go. And I don't know. It just wasn't always... I don't know how to really get into that. Necessarily. I don't know. I still... I've only had one friend move that I was close with, and we still are super close with. We send each other kids Christmas presents, birthday presents, Easter presents, literally everything. We talk still... I wouldn't say we talk daily, but we still talk weekly and check up on each other, and you can make some really good friends in the military, but for the most of them, they're all shitty friends. (laughs) Do you think that comes from more, like, we all come from different backgrounds, and I I think it plays a big factor in it. No, I think it plays a big factor in, um, like, hmm. Oh, Lord. We're not asking for examples, so go ahead and swipe that away. (laughs) But I do think where you're raised and how you're raised plays a big factor into things, because... My ver- I, when I first joined this military world, I was a very much, um, like, my love language is giving and showing up for people. Like, I, want, I think that's why I want we're to be friends. a supportive person because I expect that in return. And when we first joined this world, there was a person in Hawaii that they were going through something, and, and I was like, let me know if you need anything. You never asked me if I ever need anything. Oh, you're such a liar. (laughs) And I offered to bring them lunch, and it it ended up getting very much pulled the wrong way because I also got taken advantage of very, very much to the point where, like, they had... They were making almost triple what we were making and then still asking us to serve their family of six three meals a day yeah I would have told them to starve 
it was like, like send me the money i'll make you food i was like um one thing's one like grabbing two rotisserie chickens a couple bags of salad and you know like some they don't have public say but the commissaries like mac salad mm, solid over there like grabbing stuff like that easy peasy drop it off but when you start to multiply that multiple times we were like um so now we're dipping into our grocery money and they didn't care like they just took advantage of it and i was raised to if you see, see a need feel a need and that's not the case now i pick and choose i'm very mindful with saying oh hey if you ever want me to watch your kid let me know i don't say that anymore i've learned my lesson not either i've learned my lesson and i'm very picky choosing on the kids that i watch now because i'm very picky after my experience watching kids <laughs> watched too many kids in the past uh there's some psycho kids out there. There really are. It's you even worked at a daycare. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some some rough kids. And I feel like military families, like, when I was working at the daycare, these people would drop the kids off 50 hours a week just so they could go home and do absolutely nothing. Like, most of the time it would be, like, holiday weeks and at the daycares, like... If we don't have enough people, some people get to go home. And so we always look forward to having a short week. And it never happened because literally these families would drop their kids off knowing it's a down day, knowing it's a holiday week, to spend 50 hours out of daycare. I swear. Military. They just don't want to take care of their kids. I'm a stay-at-home mom. Rephrase that. Because. Do you drop your kids off at daycare no, 50 hours a week? Okay, then. Yeah, I mean, you can. No, I mean... You still I, choose not to, though. Because my job is to stay at home with them. I mean, I technically can drop off. I have daycare hours right now. I'm terrified to use them. Oh, Lord. It's okay. I, I think I would slightly be offended if you let my Colton go anywhere else. I'm his dad right now, and he knows that. Uh, I'm, just I'm just thankful he's not calling Austin Dada yet. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Dada! Austin would be Austin's like, gonna be like, uh, no, no. <laughs> Your dad, dad, not me. Cause you know, you know that's gonna be kind of Carter's worst fear too. Like when it, like that hurts. I think it's just. Well, I mean, it would be different if that was like Riley or well, somebody yeah, a little bit like even, Beckett's age. But Colton's just now learning Mama and Dada, so like I don't think he understands. Dada is Dada. Like it's an actual person. Like I think he's just he saying thinks, it. Like, Brantley used to call every male Dada. Yeah, I think like it's he just thought like that they were all. Just if you're dadas. a boy, you're a Dada. That's like, what he he used to think for a long time. But no, I'm pretty sure Austin would freak out a little bit if he called him Dada and be like, "Oh no, no." I think we got a little off topic, which is not abnormal. So I want to read off of reddit these little am i the a-hole things and then you're gonna decide if this person is the a-hole we do not know these people to be very clear this is reddit so like i know some of them yeah. keep reading okay let's read okay <laughs> this is random stuff i had to make an account to do this by the way so if i get i had a reddit out, account oh, should have freaking known yeah, oh. i like to pay attention to the drama Okay, so am I the a-hole for ending a four-year friendship? 
I have a friend that I have known for about four years. I'm a very selective person when it comes to friends or people I call friends. Anyways, my partner and I are separated a year or two ago for about 10 months and she was very supportive of me leaving him. I admit that I was being irrational after being married for a long time. I needed something new and it was a horrible decision. She loved that I was single with her. She always says that he isn't good for me, but he is a really good man. We have kids together and he adopted the kids that I came with. He does not lie, cheat, abuse me, or disrespect me in any way. He has had his flaws regarding keeping a job, but he has made it work and continues to try. He is very loving, affectionate, mas masculine, and funny. Okay. But the friend slept with him. I guess. I don't know. This is really long. I should have vetted this before I started. So I was... Yeah, I didn't read it first. Sorry. So I was dealing with a few guys during the breakup, and he was dating as well. The guy could not compare to my guy in no way. <laughs> no matter what, we would always come back together and ultimately get back together. She was not happy. She is 40-plus and single. No guy that she has really been with has even given her a title of a girlfriend, and they lie and cheat, and they make her feel like shit. Anything that I tell her that is good, she does not support. I get recognition at work. She doesn't even acknowledge it. Anytime my guy and I have a disagreement, she can't wait to down him. Like, girl, I'm just mad right now. He is still trying to make me happy. Anything I tell her, she compares it to something that she has done or has experienced. She doesn't respond to me about anything about me or my life unless I talk about her and her situations. She wanted me to move my four kids into a one-bedroom apartment versus getting back with my partner. She said all the time she wants me to be single so I can be happy with, which didn't make sense to me because she was single and not happy and is searching for what I have and had before. She says I'm aggressive and mean and she considers herself the she perfect woman because she submits immediately without a title and she feels that she is good, a good gift to men. She has something to say about how I raised my kids, but her kids don't even bother to tell her thank you. She is overbearing in everything when things aren't going her way in her love life. She does not want to talk or hear anything positive from me and how me and my partner are growing. She claims that I am the problem and she never has my back. Even when I am right, she finds a way to tell me I'm wrong. When I was dating, she would side with the guy. When I would tell her how I was treated, she would be like, well, if you didn't do X, Y, Z, then why wouldn't ha he wouldn't have cheated on you? She feels like she relates to men so much and she feels like every man that is married or in a relationship is in love with her because they want to sleep with her. I don't know, after typing this, I feel like she should be kept in arm's length and not a friend. Is she a friend or is she not a friend? No, she wants it. She wants her man. She wants her man. So is she the a-hole for ending her four-year friendship? No, I would. I would too. Sounds a little toxic. Just because she literally is trying to get to. It's. I don't even think it's about the husband. I think it's about just that girl is a Debbie Downer and very conceited. Yeah. Another one? I don't know. I gotta find a shorter one. That was so long. Okay. Here we go. Am I the a-hole in my friendship? Yes. <sighs> Not oh. our friendship. Only oh. some days. Okay. Thought oh you were reading. Gosh. 
I was moody for one day of the month, and here we go. One day. I, female 19, have been friends with my best friend, also female 19, for the past six years. Recently, she has gotten very distant. I am a high-maintenance friend, and she used to be, too. But now she is a low-maintenance. I can't tell when she's annoyed or angry with me for bothering her. She also has clinical depression, so I have been helping her through the rough times. I have stopped her from, you know, twice. She goes there... Uh, she goes through these independent phases where she doesn't hang out with me for her mental health, which hurts. I've always stuck by her these phases, but now it's starting to affect my mental health as well. I recently sent her a paragraph telling her that I'm here for her if she needs me and if hanging out is too much for her to tell me and it won't hurt my feelings. 17 hours later, she left me on red. Am I doing something wrong or is this just her way saying she needs space? Am I the a-hole in the friendship? No. Oh. If she switched to being a low maintenance friend, respect it. Granted, she might have a lot going on, but I don't know. Like, is she? Is this high maintenance friend expecting, like, wanting to expect more out of her? I don't know. That's kind of like tough one. I mean, because you could also look at it as, oh, this isn't a, like, you're not even trying in the friendship. This is I, that's kind of how I see it. Mm. Ooh. I think they're just immature. I mean, they're 19. Mm. Explains it. So, what's your verdict? I say no. No. Move, oh. move on with the okay. friendship. Move on. Yeah, I mean, it's okay to have a friend on the back burner. I wouldn't just... What? Yeah, I agree. I mean, in that, in that low maintenance of a friendship, I think that it's okay to put that person on a back burner if they're not wanting to have a, a two-way street. I would just drop them as a friend and just move on with your life. But definitely find someone else to... Replace. Replace that, that void that fits my needs, but... I don't know. That's why I have a dog. Ooh, facts. I do love my dog. See? I do really love my dog. Okay. Well, that's the last Am I the A-Hole we're going to do tonight. And next time I will read these beforehand and not pick a very, very, very long one. And very, very immature one. So, I think we rambled a little bit this time. I the think whole point of it, don't be a friend hopper. Don't be a friend hopper. Don't yes, drop your friends when they are... When they need you the most. Um, don't be an a-hole. Don't be an a-hole. I mean, there are time, There are seasons. How? What was it? You told me a saying earlier. How did it go? Like, where there's a time and there's a season for friends. And it can end peacefully. Oh, I don't remember. On. I did see that, huh? Yeah. And then there's also a time where you're literally just being immature and an a-hole. And dropping friends because it no longer serves you and not giving closure to that friendship. Friendships are like a season. They come and go. Yeah. And there's a healthy way to do it. And then there's the a-hole way to do it. I feel like I have been on the side of... I feel like I've been on the side of both. I'm not going to like say I haven't. 
but one time I got completely ghosted and I never knew why until you know who I'm talking about until recently oh, yeah, yeah. um when <laughs> I, like, I finally confronted the situation and I was like hey what happened ultimately like it came out there was a lot of misled conversations in between there but like I was straight up ghosted and that hurt and my it hurt my kids yeah it's really it sucks when there's kids involved I mean I've yeah, been ghosted and they I haven't been ghosted around and they're like hi can I play with your kid and just, this specific person like would ignore my kids at the time which granted was also probably poor communication which we have recently discovered but at the time i thought she was ignoring my children so i mean no matter how many times there's so many times that i riley's constantly asking to play with her friends that she spent every single second her and for a good two years straight and like it's hard like what are you supposed to tell them sorry mommy and her mommy are not friends like when you become military that's the hardest part is like they they want to play with those kids and they just don't understand on hey mommy why did this person move away well because they had to they had to pcs why do they have to pcs because we're military why don't yeah like it's it's hard but but what's even harder is when the people are they still just drop here you for nothing and your kids still see them and they around. still see them around they and it's constantly i mean they go to the same school they still see each other at the pool the park and i don't know why you can't hang out with them riley i'm sorry but i tried i did what i can do and maybe just be honest with military in the military like you have to be straightforward that's what me and this one girl just recently learned um if we would have just been more open and it would have saved a lot of And you don't need to set up, like, pl- playdates in your house. You don't need to communicate. Hey, do you want to drop your kid off today and let the kids play? Hey, do you want to meet at the park where we don't have to sit there and awkwardly communicate? Like you've got to follow Colton around. True. <laughs> yeah, or, like, at the pool where the, the kids can just play in the pool and you can sit up and worry about your own damn business like you don't always need to have a play date in your house where you two have to communicate you don't have to be friends with the parent but the kids can still be friends like you put your stuff aside to put out there like not every day you're gonna click well with somebody and agree with them me and madison butt heads all the time i get on her nerves a lot i'm i do i'm poor at communicating I mean... I'm very good at just not answering. Yeah, and then you're... Rude. Are you sleeping? Yeah, I thought I thought you weren't asleep. No, just I'm not, just not answering you. you showing that you read my messages. Because I, I didn't like, open it. Oh, cool. I'm glad I'm <laughs> It would pop up you. on my phone and I can see it. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's nothing oh, important. Nothing important? Okay, just It me. wasn't. Just me. Just your best friend here. <laughs> it was not important. You. That could have been, like, some secret And phone. you were coming over, so I knew, like, eventually well, you'll I just know? show up. Okay, yeah, that's true. I do just make Wake me up. I don't but sleep naked anymore. That's that's good. Thank you for that. I have came in and you were half naked still, so... Oh, well, I'll walk around my house half naked, but, I mean, nothing you haven't seen. True, true. I have <laughs> got you naked before. Oh, God. <laughs> Never gonna this is going to leave that going on the internet. <laughs> um, this is going on the internet. <laughs> oh, Are you ashamed? We went for a massage. No, 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 no. 
Are you ashamed? Anyways, the whole okay. point of this is to be a better friend, care yeah. about others. I mean, you don't have to act like you love each other. You don't have to act like you're best friends, but do it for the kids. Um, or at least have a th- that conversation where you can be like, maybe you don't feel comfortable like, with your kids hanging out. Because, I mean, we've I've been around some kids that were a little bit too aggressive with my kids and had to be like, hey, sorry, you want to have this play date, but your kids are a little too rough for me. So we can't. Yeah. <laughs> Which it sucks doing. It's embarrassing doing. It's like, but it's, it needs to be done so there's not weirdness and so you can actually accurately explain to your child what's going on. Even, like, people talking behind people's backs, which is pretty, very common in the military, too. Which is annoying. Just don't have friends in the military. That's That comes down to it. If you ditch me, I live across the street, so let me know how that goes for you. Been there, done that. Bro. Your kids would never let me go. <laughs> Whatever. Colton knows where my house is. But we know where we... If we, you and I stop being friends for some sort of reason, we're not going to make our kids stop being friends. Right. That's where we both see eye to eye and most... And we have set that line. Like, we know... Exactly. And most spouses don't do that. That's where it gets tricky because the kids are constantly asking and there's nothing I can do about it. But at least we know if we stop being friends, our kids can still go play at each other's houses they still can go play at the pool in the park and we can pretend to like each other while our kids are around but we don't have to be best friends we don't have to do everything together but our kids can still play with each other I don't know why people like break up kids friendships just because nothing happened honestly and that is another summer and mad dog episode Sorry, it's a long one it's again. It's a long one. I know we kind of talked in circles a little bit. Um, hopefully, this is something that we all can relate to. Madison, do you want to end us out with a nice little quote? Some good vibes. Inspiration, perspiration, aspiration. I don't know if all that goes together. Yeah, sure. Why not? So, this says, you can't live for approval of others. Someone's always going to feel like you failed them. Someone's always going to feel like you're not doing enough for them. You can love and care for everyone, but you can't please everyone. You can't make everyone happy. And honestly, you have to realize that's not even your job. It's not your job to make everybody think of happy thoughts about you. It's not your job to make everybody feel pleased with you. You can't keep walking on eggshells with fear, hoping that you don't offend people. You gotta be you, be strong, be confident, and love your life. And that's a that's a night for us. Good night, guys. Well, there goes another Friday night episode. Um, Please remember to come back and follow us for more. We will be releasing every Friday. Thanks for listening to Summer and Mad Dog. Peace out, Girl Scout.